Smash cut. A technique in film where one scene abruptly cuts to another without transition. Much like a typical conversation with me and my friends when discussing film, television, music, video games, or anything else that happens to come up. This is the idea behind the show, Smash Cuts. Hello and welcome to Smash Cuts. I'm Rich Caban. With me is Jacqueline Kimmick. Hello! And we are in, I think it's, what? what is today's date? April 24th? That's correct. Uh, about two days before the uh, world domination of Avengers Infinity. <laughs> yes, we wanted to try and squeeze in a recording session before... The conversation is dominated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> by Ultron. Well, not Ultron. <laughs> by Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Is it? And so, and, you know, I'll start it with this too. James Cameron said a very weird thing. I don't know if you heard. Uh, heard? Yeah. Uh, did you, you hear that? It, he complained about uh, all the multiple Avenger sequels and and you know looking forward to it ending so that we can get more movies. Which I I'm a fan of James Cameron, but. So it, he wants more room so that he can do his six Avatar movies. Like, what, what yeah, kind of well, yeah, I that? didn't, I didn't read um, too much into it, but the gist was, you know, he he hopes people get sick of Marvel movies to make room for more science fiction films, which yeah. obviously he has a personal stake in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I, but this is my thing: is that the world of science fiction and the genre of science fiction is limitless. There's no reason why more sci-fi films and and licenses can't exist in the same time yeah. as the Marvel films. So I'm just kind of like, no. Listen, just because you got a little, you know, myth that Black Panther like toppled Titanic doesn't mean yeah. <laughs> that you get to be like, oh, it, oh no was, more Marvel. It was just a weird complaint, and and, and uh, it's also you know. I could see the complaint if it was Helen Mirren saying that, which makes sense. <laughs> but, you know, it's James Cameron, you know, the guy who kind of created this genre to begin with. In a, in a, not created, but, you know, really, really created the, the, the tentpole movies in a way. So it's kind of odd yeah. for him to be complaining about tentpole movies. So. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, he's He's sore because he didn't get to, you know keep making all of all the things that he wants to make, but he's doing the same thing with Avatar just because it hasn't come out yet. Yeah. It's almost like he's getting this, I don't know, ire that they were there first, even though he was really there first. It's just taken this long route to get there. But I'm like, it's two separate things. Yeah. I don't understand why you ha have to conflate the two issues. You know, I mean, it's, there's no reason. And it's, I don't know. you know, I love Avatar. I love the first Room for movie. Everyone. I, I, you know, I, I thought the first movie was great, but but there's no way that you can. Uh, there, it's almost impossible in this day and age to get the same level of world building that Marvel has because mm -hmm. of the amount of years that they've been doing it. So it doesn't matter how good Avatar is. Like Star Wars is coming close because you know what is it like forty years now, but mm -hmm. but uh, uh, it doesn't matter. You know how many ideas he has, how many spinoffs he wants to do. He, it doesn't have that same cash, you know, like... Well, of course not. I mean, with with both Star Wars and the Marvel films, not only do they have the films themselves, they have so many spin-offs, so many yeah. comic books, so many graphic novels, um, actual novels, and, you know, TV shows and cartoons and plain 
uh, cards and video games and, I mean, collectibles and, and all of this stuff that has been building for decade upon decade upon decade. And it's true that the films kind of carve their own path through all that and don't necessarily touch on all of it, but all of it is still supporting, um, what do I want to say, uh, supporting ethos. I don't know. I'm not sure the word I'm trying to think of, but it's, it's all there and has been ramping up the fans for so long. Yeah. Avatar, because it was an original creation. I mean, I'm not sure if it was based on someone's book, but I thought it was an original creation. Um, yeah, I think it is. Screenplay. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there, there's there's no chance, you know, to to have the same thing, and it still can be great. And I'm not gonna trash the next few movies or anything like that. But honestly, the only supporting thing that they have for it right now is the theme park uh, portion that just opened in Florida, which yeah. I still want to go to. I'm excited for it. Oh yeah. Um, and the damn. <laughs> and they have the musical, right, or the opera, whatever. The they have. The, the papyrus. Sketch from Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is with awesome. Ryan Gosling, which is my favorite thing that I've seen in like a year and a yeah, half. That was awesome. I just I love... know what you did. <laughs> that is funny. The pirates. <laughs> oh my god. You know, I mean there's there's just not that much supporting material. And it's true, he's making the supporting material and it's coming out. Yeah. And I think that that's great, you know, good for him. But he can't be so blatantly sore about something that's just got its own gravity almost. Yeah, you know, very, I mean Marvel's its own solar system right he's now. He's very sensitive like that, I I've noticed. He comes out with weird so statements sensitive. at weird times and you know you know what's does funny he, though is, is this a pattern for him? Yeah. Yeah, it does feel like a pattern. It's you know the three the the two words that uh he should think about because uh is is uh, two words the matrix, you know. That's hmm. that's something that had so much promise. And mm-hmm. almost with one movie, almost could have had all of that. Uh, you know, you want to see everything. Uh, you want to see a million sequels, yeah. and yeah. they failed miserably because of of too much. Uh, is even though I like them, but they just they they just didn't they didn't go the right. I, I, there was too much yeah. going on. I think with yeah. with everybody involved creatively, and I think they weren't really there, and they kind of they kind of lost their way with what they were trying to do or what they were trying to say. No, I totally agree with you. The matrix was one of those events, motion picture events where it, and you still, I still would reference it as that way. You know, everything, everything is like the motion of picture event of the year, mm. but I'm like, no, the matrix really was an event for me. I was in high school at the time. I went and saw that in a the theater eight or nine times. I am not joking. Yeah. Like this is back in the day when I, what kept going because I was like, "This is amazing." Yeah. You know I, I did mean? too. I saw. I saw so it multiple great. times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just didn't understand why people, you know, wouldn't like it or wouldn't want sequels or anything. And I was so hyped for the um, all of the bonus content, all of the making of. I loved the feel of it, the tone, the costuming, the effects. I mean, everything. I just thought was so great and. Honestly, I never watch that movie anymore. Yeah. Never. I never watch it anymore. Because it and it's not that it's a bad movie. I, upon rewatching it now, I'm sure I would still enjoy the first one. But the second and third, I didn't click with as much. There are certain things, there are certain elements that I really liked, 
and there are certain things that I would take with it, but it's almost like I get exhausted just thinking about it. Like, oh, I kind of don't want to sit through that. You know, I kind of yeah, don't want to. Yeah. And that's sad. That's really too bad. And I wonder, I've actually had the same thought. I was like, I wonder if the Avatar films are going to fall into that same trap, which is, is I think, the point you were making. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of potential. Because, you know, there was there was so many, even the, the second movie, there were so many threads that were just left hanging, like um, mm-hmm. something as simple as like the horror aspect. You know, when they meet the uh, the the one guy in the restaurant, and then they go back to his lair, so to speak, and he's got mm-hmm. two guys working for him. One's clearly a werewolf, one's clearly <laughs> a vampire. They never mention it, never talk about it. Same thing with the two guys working for him, the twins, the ghosts. Mm-hmm. So you have you you added those elements, which is interesting now because you just yeah. opened a whole world of possibilities. But you slammed it shut at the same time by just not acknowledging it or or even expanding yeah. on it, you know. So yeah, and I think because they focused on the wrong thing, like like uh, you know, when I saw the movie, the two they were fine, but uh, you know, when whenever I've seen them again, like I don't mind the second one so much, but the third one, they really took a long time with with yeah. Zion. You know, they we really, yeah. you know, I mean, they really just kind of gypped everybody of more more things in the matrix and uh and yeah. you know i don't get why it makes sense for the story but it actually sitting through it it just didn't connect as well yeah. you know yeah i really i was like man i don't want to watch the giant i don't know fleshy rave in a sweaty cave somewhere you know what i mean <laughs> like i don't want to watch that i don't care I've I was, seen Caligula. I, you know? loved, I think it was MTV that did that. I, it was Justin Timberlake and Sean, Sean Michael Scott, was that his name? They were hosting MTV Movie Awards, mm-hmm. and they did the thing where you know they, they insert themselves in the movie, and the two of them walk into that rave, and just as the guy is like swinging his hair, and all of a sudden, like, sweat flies on their faces. <laughs> and it's so, <laughs> it's so perfect. Because it's true, it was like so gross. Like, oh, what is, it must be stinky in there. Like everybody's all sweating. <laughs> yeah, and, you know. Isn't that so funny? I never used to think about things like that, and now <laughs> I really, I'm just like, oh, that I can smell it in my mind. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't want to be in that room. (laughs) Seems uncomfortable. There's no air conditioning in here. I'd be that guy. Anyone hot? Is anyone hot in here? I can't handle it. It's a sauna. Yeah. (laughs) Well, besides talking about the Matrix, uh, we did see, I I know we both saw some uh, two new movies, right? Like we, we, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, both of us saw a couple movies, so that's nice. Yeah, you saw more than I did. I think you, I didn't see Tomb Raider, which you saw. Yeah, you won. Yeah, I win the death match. Yeah, easy contest at this point in my life. <laughs> but, yeah. You have the yes, you have the um, uh, the baggage, the handicap. Yeah, <laughs> the handicap of being a parent. Yeah, yeah. Most no, of my, no. I so, can't yeah. tell you. Can I tell you though? Before we get into this, the amount of times I've seen these are the three movies on constant repeat in my house. Oh, um, uh oh. The Greatest Showman. Which okay. my kids love. I still haven't seen that. Oh, but I, I love it too. But I know it's on Amazon now. I do want to watch it. Oh, is it? They put it on Amazon? Oh, wow. Yeah. Or it's, maybe it's on my watch list for Amazon. It's, it's on my homepage. I thought they put it out. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I, I, I really am surprised how much I like it. And the, the kid, it's such a positive movie and the kids just love it. Um, Woody Woodpecker, which is one I never expected 
that would be oh, wow. would be replayed. This this is the live action movie. Uh, which yeah, there Wait, was one. When made. did that come out? Wasn't that like a long time ago? Oh, he, it, well, he, it was filmed. I I think it was filmed like in two thousand and five, and then they finally released it on Vudu. In, and Amazon on t- in 2008, believe it or not, in January. No, wow. Yeah. I thought it was longer ago than that. Although, I, that was 10 years ago. So, yeah, Woody, God, that's crazy. Yeah, so Woody would. I was like, no, wasn't that like the 90s? I know. <laughs> it's a, it's a, I mean, it's, a, it's like a Yogi Bear type <laughs> film. I'm sorry. Did yeah, I say yeah, two, yeah. Did I say 2006? I meant 2016. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. 2016. Um, but it, but it came out in 2018. But it's. It, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, that's what I thought. It was like ten years ago. Yeah, oh my, was, oh my god, I can't even believe 2006 was ten years ago. That's crazy. Um, so that one, I mean, it's it's you know, it's what you expect it to be. It's fine. Um, for a movie that's only 75 minutes long. <laughs> so, yeah, I used to love those cartoons when I was little. Yeah. I haven't rewatched them. They, I don't know. They could. They could. A lot of those old cartoons don't really pass the. Um, uh, I don't know. When you watch it now, you're just like, "Whoa, that's racist!" You know, yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. like, "Oh, that's sexist." Yeah, and you're just kinda no, like, there's and a I, lot of those. It's kind of sad because it's like, and, and not that not that we shouldn't be aware of those things now, but it's almost like I don't really want to rewatch anything because I'm like, I'd rather have a good memory of it and not pick it apart because a lot of people I think um, have been have been really harsh on old stuff because. There, it's not living up to the standards that now we have, kind of like the PC standards that we have, or the you know uh, emotional understanding, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. And and it's good to have those things moving forward. It's good to you know evolve as a species, and you know in in what we think is cool and acceptable and and um, positive. Um, but it it does make it hard to watch things. I know people have talked about that, like rewatching Friends. They're like, ooh. And I know uh, my boyfriend and I were almost done. We're on the last season, last half of the last season of House. And man, that show. Whew. Yeah. I, every episode, I'm just like, this show is the worst. Uh, <laughs> you know, is it? Uh, like, uh, just the worst with the stuff that they say and, you yeah. know, that he gets away with and everybody thinks he's so charming because he's like an asshole, but he's a brilliant asshole, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, and I'm like, ah, this is not my fair lady, and it wasn't even really cool in that, and, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, oh, I yeah. don't know, it's one of those scenarios, but I know it was really popular for a really long time. Oh, yeah, and, Jen, um, Jen, like, binge-watched that show, like, she just, man, over, uh, over, I like, a house. year, you know? I hate him so much, yeah. I hate him so much, I, like, rage-watched the show with my boyfriend, he's like, but he's great, it's house, and I'm just like, I hate him, yeah, no. I hate him. <laughs> It is hard to watch a little bit sometimes with the way he berates everybody or just the way yeah, he acts. No, he's just horrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but you know, again, it's just it's one of those things where I can't necessarily um, watch something and and have it have the same standards that I would have for a show that's on now. Well, it's it's funny because at the end at the end of the Woody Woodpecker movie, they have the the famous, which I well I think it's famous because I that's the one I always remember the most. Where Woody Woodpecker keeps going over the waterfalls. Uh, not he doesn't, but he keeps sending the park ranger over the falls oh. in a barrel. Oh. And, uh-huh. and, uh, that's the episode. It, it ends with that cartoon, like after the credits, it, they just mm-hmm. show that full episode. Um, and it, it, that one still held up, I have to say. Like Xavier, oh, that's awesome. Xavier laughed at the same parts I remember laughing at when I was a kid. Yeah, and, that's uh, cool. um, 
Yeah. So that's oh, uh, but the but the two that are just constantly now. Oh, it's four altogether actually. And I think of it. Okay, so we got the Greatest Showman, Greatest Showman, Woody Woodpecker, Woody Woodpecker, um, Coco, which is just nonstop. I mean, oh, I can't wait to see that. Is that on anything, or did you buy it? I think that's. It might be on Netflix. Is it on Netflix? Oh, I really want to see that one. It looks beautiful. I can't yeah. believe I didn't see that in the theater. Oh, yeah, it is. I love that film. I'm. It is so. It's so well made, and it just it deserved the Oscar for sure. You know, just storytelling. Like everybody who's seen it, that I like a lot of people were hesitant about it, and I'd say no, you got to mm-hmm. watch it. Especially my family, they were like, you know, the skeleton thing for them was like, oh, but that seems weird, you know. But once mm-hmm. they saw it, like they all just they they loved it. Tony's totally the only one who hasn't it. seen it yet. I'm dying for him to see it. Oh, man. He yeah. would lo- I mean, he seems – he would love it. I haven't even seen it yet. But I'm like, oh, he seems like he should have seen it by now. Yeah, yeah. It's just – it's <laughs> it's a uh, – yeah, I think he'll, he'll really like it. This um, is going to be a weird thing to, to like call out for that movie but because because I haven't seen it. But I've seen uh, some of the marketing for it, and I know um, – especially they had these gorgeous posters – that were released that were like the guitar with all the floral patterns and oh, everything. Yeah, yeah. But the posters had a texture to them. And I know I just geek out about stuff like that. And I, I, I didn't even get to see it in person. I saw a video of someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the poster, and I'm just like, I want to touch it. I want to feel it. It looks so beautiful. They got it at the D23 Expo. And I'm sure that they were around more places than just that. But um, man, I love I love cool marketing like that. Yeah, I mean, I that definitely is the right feel because uh, the credits, especially the end credits, they have that same texture feel. Actually, the movie even starts like that with that texture feel, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a lot of little Easter eggs in this too. Like there's in the background there's some pinatas that are like Buzz and Woody and you know Monsters Inc. You know, which is which Aww, is kind of cute, cute little homages. You know, yeah. little in tags here and there. But and I just want to be clear, the texture that I was talking about, it was like actually, I don't know if it was embossed or had a flocking or something, oh, wow. but there was actual, it was like, I don't know. It's uh, probably really not that big of a deal. But I it was just like, oh, how cool. Yeah, no, it lo- I, I think I've seen something because it, it looks very cultural. Like it looks like from, mm-hmm. from you know, what, what they're, you know, uh, as if some, a poster you this, would see in Mexico or something like that. You this know? is giving me flashbacks to the time when Wolverine 3 was coming out. And I was like, we just saw the poster. We hadn't seen the movie yet. And I'm like, yeah, it's a cool poster. You know, I like the font. And everybody's yeah. like, <laughs> I really like fonts. I've seen a whole uh, yeah. documentary called Helvetica. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll stop talking about posters. No, it, make, I mean, but it's, it makes a difference because sometimes, you you know, I I gotta tell you when I when I try to make credits, the worst thing mm-hmm. that I deal with is doing those stupid fonts because I I'm I'm so bad I have no artistic eye for fonts for some reason, so Tony would always complain about what the fonts that I choose because I always chose <laughs> yeah cause I always chose the worst ones so that's why I always my, my font of choice always is Comic Sans that's just what no I, use. I know I know might as well be Papyrus right no <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> There's a specific time and place for Comic Sans, and it's almost never. <laughs> yeah. Not like I write emails in Comic Sans, but it's just <laughs> that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. That was me when I was like um, high school, maybe uh, you know, and I would like change the background color of my email to be black, and then have the Comic Sans in like blue, and then maybe like a certain word here or there <laughs> popping with like neon pink. And yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, if you got an email from me, you were it was like a work of art. It's you like, know, <laughs> there's a lot of time put into that. It's like meanwhile, 
Then the person writes back, cool. <laughs> no thought put into it whatsoever. Well, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, oh, and the final, the final film. So what yes. did I say? Coco and then, uh, uh, the last one. Oh, Finding Dory. Man. Really, you haven't yeah. seen Finding Dory? That one is no, that one's I think really that cute one's on too. Netflix now. Yeah, those two really well done. Like I have to say, and the voice, the voice acting in Finding Dory is, I actually, I think I like Finding Dory better than Finding Nemo. Believe it or not. Like, oh, that's awesome. So uh, it's yeah. So the so that's the good thing. The Woody Woodpecker, eh, I could take a leap, but but at least three of those films, I don't mind seeing you know over and over again. But Coco was a little insane one day. Like literally, we watched it. Uh, we watched it one, it was a Saturday where it was just like rainy. The kids didn't want to do anything. So we were just watching Coco. It was just me and the kids. After we saw it, they wanted to watch it immediately again. So we saw it twice in a row, which I haven't done since like I was a kid watching Star Wars. Then we went Mm -hmm. to a friend's house. We're playing and everything. They want to put on a movie. They put on Coco. So three times in one day we watched. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. So. But uh, yeah, well, well, anyway. But so, so uh, besides that, that little rant that we that I just went on, um, yeah, you saw uh, before we get to the two that we saw together. You saw Tomb Raider. What it was? I did. What was your? <clears throat> I saw Tomb Raider, and you know, two thumbs up. I really enjoyed it. Um, it had a great correlation to the new games. Um, I will say, I did not play Rise of the Tomb Raider. I only played the first of the new two games. Um, there was a delay for the second game on PS4 where it was released on Xbox One first mm-hmm. and then like several months later released on PS4 and I don't own the Xbox and I kind of forgot about it and yeah, like yeah. shame on me. But <clears throat> I'll definitely get it because I love the first uh, reinvented version of Tomb Raider and this movie was such a great encapsulation of all of that. I mean, it had some great action. Pardon me. It had um, a really realistic drive. I love how there's a lot, oh, always in those kind of games, there's a really great supernatural element. Yeah. And the way that they handled it in this movie, I thought was really interesting and, and a great balance and very unique. Um, I, I just thought, it was beautiful. It was fun. There were so many scenes in the movie that it wasn't so like hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of, you know, yeah, yeah. like see, like this from the game. However, the subtleties, like some stuff about like different camera angles, different, you know, um, small things about, I don't know, just the way she moves around in a setting makes you want to play the games again because you're just like, ah! This is a, I gotta go in stealth mode here, and I gotta you know, wow, that's cool. see if I can do this here, and I want to solve this puzzle. And I mean, it's it's so much fun, and you know, the larger conversation um, there is the interesting back and forth that I think the uh, Tomb Raider games have with the Uncharted games, where Uncharted obviously pulled so much inspiration from the original Tomb yeah. Raider. And now with the reinvention of Tomb Raider, they've pulled so much back from Uncharted and they kind of have been feeding on each other in a really positive way, I think, Mm. in making each other better um, as both individual games. So anybody who's a fan of Tomb Raider, uh, watch the movie. I really enjoyed it. 
Um, and if you haven't played Uncharted, play Uncharted. Because <laughs> that's also, if I can ever get a plug-in for that license, I will always um, try and put that out there. And it gives me hope because I know that they want to make an Uncharted game and that that kind of had this really weird almost going to happen with Mark Wahlberg mm -hmm. and like Robert De Niro, De Niro or somebody. Yeah. yeah and it, but they were going to make it like a mobster movie and it wasn't going to be the same kind of thing. And it was, and I'm so glad that died. And it was going to be oh David O. Russell too. I mean, he's, oh. he's, he's an interesting director because he's hit or miss for me. Like I, I mm -hmm. loved American, uh, oh, I just blanked on the name of the movie, him, uh, Christian Bale, uh, Jennifer Lawrence and, um, Oh Yeah. Uh, like I love that film. That to me, that's one of his that best one. films. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, the science oven movie. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, but he, I, I, you know, it, it's tough when when the wrong people get involved in like a, a genre project where they're like, oh, I want to do a video game movie, you know, and they treat mm -hmm. it like a kitschy thing where. They don't really pay attention to the actual source material. Kind of, I think of the Super Mario movie, you know, like something like that, you know, like the, how just let's just put let's just take all these characters and let's just make a movie, but not pay attention to what it's really about, you know. So, so it sounds yeah. like at least with Tomb Raider this time, because I, to be honest, that's how I felt about the first two <clears throat> Tomb Raider movies, because I felt like they they added a yes. lot of things to it, like they made you know the the English Butler and the you know they did all that stuff that I. It felt unnecessary, you know, to me. Mm -hmm. So no, absolutely, and it was like one of those things where um, I really wanted to love those movies because I actually do like Angelina Jolie. I don't, I don't, I know some people are like have it in their mind that they don't like her or that they didn't. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. um, I like her, you know, whatever. And there's some fun action in those movies, but they were terrible. You know, yeah. they weren't good movies, and they weren't really good representations of Tomb Raider in general, you know, but my hope in this new world of cinema that we have now where anything is possible, especially when it comes from a comic book, is that we will get some Witchblade movies. Oh, wow. And yeah. because Witchblade and Tomb Raider do crossovers and different things, I'd be like, oh my gosh, that would be so great. I mean, I know that's a really long shot. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> They are the same, yeah, because they're the same co uh, comic company, right? Like it's, uh -huh, it's top a dy cow. oh, Top Cow, yeah. I always get well, Dynamite top and cow. Top Cow confused for some reason. Well, you know, new wave. Yeah, I, I say new wave. They've been around a long time now. They were the new wave when I was collecting. <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah, man, I love um, the Witchblade comics, and you know, they're they're they had that show for a long time. Not a long time. I think it was only like one or two seasons. Yeah. But there was a show on like TNT or something. And it, I mean, it was fun. It was fine, but it, it it didn't do the comics justice at all. They changed so much right from the get go that it it was just its own thing. And it's almost like don't pay attention to that. Just redo, let's do something completely different. Yeah. Because if you could do like a top cow or an image or you know something like that, um, you've got Witchblade that you could pull in. You've got the darkness that you can pull in. I know that they've been wanting to make a Fathom movie for a long time, mm -hmm. and they even had Megan Fox kind of looking at that but that was like years ago that was way back in like megan fox being relevant to anything yeah, yeah. um and i mean oh man i would love to see um that uh, like aspen um kind of stuff go up the the creator of witchblade and and fathom and stuff michael turner um is a comic artist who passed away a few years ago yeah. and he his artwork man 
It's amazing. Ridiculous. Yeah. It's just gorgeous. He's so I was so lucky I got to meet him at Megacon uh one year and pay him the compliment of saying like I had stopped collecting comics for years until I saw his artwork and it was just so beautiful that I started collecting again and then of course got in a rabbit hole of collecting more and more. Yeah, more. <laughs> I know that's how it happens. And I think that he was so taken like by surprise by this the the comment because it, it was kind of a weird place where I was talking to him. I, like he gave me this giant poster that he signed for free, and I'm sure that it was supposed to be money. You know, right, <laughs> I'm right, right. Like, I'm sure that this, was, and I was just like, ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was this great poster, and it had Fathom or Aspen, and it had Witchblade, and it had Tomb Raider all on it, along with some different villains from the their different respective comics. And I'm just like, ah. Anybody who is into comics and, and cool artwork, I would definitely check him out. He's yeah. also done a lot of covers for um, like DC, and he did the Superman, Supergirl, Batman crossover yeah. arc that was really cool. Yeah, that Superman, Batman, that's when they started that the first comic line of Superman, Batman again. When mm-hmm. with the, you know, I my the the unfortunate thing is I I I never had. I went to all these comic cons or the comic conventions, even in California and stuff. And I was so stupid because I never, I wish I would have bought like one of those art books and did that thing that everybody used to do, which I don't even know if they do anymore, which is Mm -hmm. they would hand the book to the guy, to the artist and they would just draw an original and sign it, you know, because I remember a friend of mine did that for Michael Turner and got an original you know, oh, thing. Yeah, and I, great that would have been. Yeah, I wish I would have thought about that because I think about it now and I'm like, I, you know, I saw yeah. Jim Lee, I saw all these people. You oh, know, and, yeah, oh, I know, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> Rob Leefield. No, I'm just kidding. No, stop it. Jim Lee, you know what's funny is that Jim Lee, I don't know how long he's been doing this and maybe I just stumbled onto it. He might have been doing this for, for years and years now, but he, he live streams a lot sketches and oh, really? different stuff and so i've been watching a lot of his stuff on youtube and i mean it's hours and hours long and he kind of takes a long time to do anything because he's also talking to the chat and different stuff like that so hmm. um but he's encouraging people to draw along with him and stuff and that's man that's so much fun yeah but yeah for for michael turner um in his shop for the longest time if you bought anything from there you know you could get it the signed copy for like a dollar more or something so like i have tons of different sketchbooks and stuff that i bought from there signed and I even have this beautiful limited edition um, Soulfire statue of the really cool chick with the wings and everything. Oh, I can't yeah, her yeah. name become the spot. But uh, it's, it's a limited edition. It's, it's a variant color. So it's the silver color, not the gold color. And it's, she's got two different sets of wings, um, one kind of folded in on her and one really outstretched. And she's my pride and joy. <laughs> she's okay. like, I don't have any kids. But my cat and my statue, like, those are my baby. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and it's signed by Michael Turner and me. And yeah, so some of my, my favorite things in the world are signed. I have I have several uh, posters signed by him hanging and framed in my house. I just love him so much. Nice. And I, again, unfortunately, he passed away. Um, but it was one of those people that I just feel like, man, you know, he was young when he, he was in his 30s or yeah, something, yeah. I think, when he passed away. And he his his body of work was so huge at the time. I'm just like, you know, some people just, they just burn so bright, man. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> they and burn it's, so bright. And it's so funny too, when people do that, like when they have a lot of work, there's, there's always some weird backlash too. Like, like I, I love Brian Michael Bendis. Like I don't have a problem with mm-hmm. him, 
but he you know he writes a lot and it's amazing mm-hmm. to me i'm like wow what an incredible gift to be able to just write that much like in one month have like six different titles it's the same oh, with um imagine. what's yeah. his name the creator of kick-ass uh just blanked on his name um oh yeah he uh- he does, Mark Miller? Yeah, Mark Miller. He's the same way. He, like, he has a lot of different projects going on at the same time. Yeah. And he just is, you know, they're just, they just all hit at the same time. And it's, it, I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. I wish, wish I could be that, you know, disciplined. You know, I, <laughs> you know what, right? Um, but you know who I think of when I really just think of like prolific works is I, I can't bring that up or even like have that conversation in, in reference to comics without thinking of Mobius. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. Oh That's my true. God! I I can't. I still don't even know everything that that he's put out. I I can't even imagine everything that he's touched because it just poured out of him. And yeah. I mean, if anybody has ever seen, I know we've talked about it uh, at some point on one of these podcasts before. The documentary that was um, Jodorowsky's Dune. Oh, Dune! Yeah, yeah. Um, that the it was the Dune film that never happened, and eventually, uh, the David Lynch doom film film happened after that, but this was something else before that. And Mobius had done just pages and pages and almost like this giant ancient tome. It looked like, I know I want that book storyboards and everything. Like it makes you see that documentary and you're like, release that book, please. Yes. Oh my goodness. Seriously. So one day, hopefully, we can get our hands on it. But anyway, that all stemmed from Tomb Raider and me getting excited. <laughs> there you go. And now we also saw now that the two movies we we didn't see obviously together because we're mm-hmm. my, thousands of miles apart. But we both saw um, uh, a Quiet Place, right? Is that the, I keep yes. having problems remembering the title of that. And yes. then the other A Quiet Place or B Quiet Place, and now I can't remember either. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember either. And I think it's A Quiet Place. And then uh, and Ready Player One, the, those are the two yes. big movies which uh, which I saw twice in order to because the first time I saw, I fell asleep because I went too late <laughs> so to yeah. see it which You're I'm in and out towards the last thirty minutes or so right yeah it was, yeah it was about the la- it, it was actually You're like this is so exciting I can't keep my eyes <laughs> it was it was you know spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it but it was it literally was right when the shining sequence happened you know that's that's exactly mm-hmm. when I started to fade um and uh, I'll I'll jump in on that one I. I I I liked I liked the movie a lot. I didn't go in with a lot of expectations because I I did read the book, but at the same time I I was able to let go of the book. But mm-hmm. I did feel as amazing as it was that I I think Spielberg was a little too close to the to the material. Like I I kind of mm-hmm. I thought he did a really great job, and I thought I thought you know he you know I, I, the Kubrick stuff came out of left field for me. And it yeah. was amazing looking, but it to me it just kind of it didn't fit the tone of the book because the book really is a child of Spielberg, like a, and and so I felt like it was somebody doing a cover version of their own stuff, which is which is weird, but and I wondered you know after the fact I wondered how the material would have been handled by somebody who like J.J. Abrams like somebody who's a big you know, who emulates Spielberg's style, essentially. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 know, I, mean, I like yeah. it, you know. I know that that was a, um, a miss for you, or, or a, maybe not even a miss, but just something that felt out of place for you, 
And it did seem to kind of change things up because it did seem out of left field, but I ate it up with this food. I was like, oh my God, yes, yes. And the fact that they kept going with it, I was just like, oh my God, they're really going here. Like, this is like a real... I thought it was so great. I I love that portion of the film, um, and I loved I liked the film, you know, just fine. Um, it's it's so much fun. I definitely had a great time in 3D. I think it was, you know, so much great action, so much great, I don't know, concept. I I thought everything you would have to comb through that, you know, frame by frame to catch everything. Um, Iron Giant obviously made me cry. I knew that was going to happen as soon as I saw it in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just <laughs> yeah. But you know so what? Good. It's I think what what's weird about it though is like because it, we talked about that where there's so many Easter eggs and mm-hmm. they're so hidden, but then at the same time, some of the stuff that's in there are Easter eggs that I don't think should have been. You know, I think it should have been a little more outward. Mm-hmm. And there's and I I think you don't get to enjoy some of the homages as much and yeah. I, and that's where that's where I felt the disconnect with Spielberg because I, I didn't feel like he loved this stuff you know what I mean like which is funny to think that way but yeah, yeah. I, like it's yeah. because I, I feel like he, he was part of it you know it's kind of like yeah it's it's kind I, I don't I don't even know how to describe it but it's you know he, that some of the things that he also is paying tribute to are were peers at the time or even competition right. at the time, you know, right. the, of his films. So it's, it's just a weird, it, it was, it was just a weird, I still think it's a weird choice. Like I, I, I thought he was a great choice when I thought about the of Roger Rabbit aspect of it, of bringing all these worlds together. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I, I don't feel like they brought as many worlds together as I thought they would have, you know, you know, what's really funny is that I was actually about to say, the thing that I, I've talked about with one of my other friends was that it wasn't as successful as Roger Rabbit in that aspect where you take a Roger Rabbit film and even though it had all of these great cameos, it really did give those cameos time to to just have a moment, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and kind of do their thing and, and let you connect with them. Whereas this one was just giant sweeping shots of, um, battlefield and there were a couple moments of course you know where you got to see a little bit more but most of the time you know it's just Freddy flying in the air and dying just like you see in the trailer yeah. and that's it you don't really get to see any of his fun tricks or anything like that and I think that's because he doesn't you know I, I think Spielberg really didn't understand like having Freddy having the Iron Giant all in the same battle you know what I mean didn't yeah. it didn't resonate with him about about how uh, how amazing that kind of is, you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's not, it, it, so that that's that's the only thing where I mean, like I don't know if he had the right affection for the material that that there needed to be in order mm-hmm. to really make this work. But I, but it, I thought it was great film. I mean, it's as usual, it is great filmmaking. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And I I do I I I do like the book. I don't want to say I like it better, but I think I I still like. You know, I, the book was such a great read for me. Like, I really enjoyed just, uh, you know, it was pure joy watching it, uh, reading it. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I left with that pure joy. I, I did have fun watching this, but it it didn't have that same, uh, uh, that same Roger Rabbit feeling like we were just saying, you know, but it, but it was good. 
Yeah. You know, I, I, I still recommend it to anybody. I mean, it's still better than half the stuff that comes out sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I definitely enjoyed it, you know, but I, again, it was one of those things where it was a lot of eye candy. Um, the story was a little, I don't know if it was lackluster because of the source material, but sometimes it felt a little flat or just like predictable as far as like, okay, well, here's what's going to happen. Here's yeah, this. Yeah. And obviously this guy's a chick. And obviously, you know what I mean? Like, there's a and couple that's the things thing, there that you're just like, oh. You know, and that's, okay. the, that's the thing too. Like some of the script changes they made, like I know they, I know why they did it because they had to condense the story a little bit because this, mm-hmm. in the actual book takes place over a longer period of time versus the the movie but yeah but uh, uh, some like even the reveal of i think the problem is because it's a movie the poster shows you who the main characters are so you kind of right. go in knowing everybody's avatar and what they really look like you know mm-hmm. so it's hard to keep that suspense up in a movie i, I always i mean i always thought that that was going to be the hardest part i never knew what they were going to do regarding the avatar and they also there was a money money aspect of it that was interesting that i think that they they, they touched on with the loyalty centers but didn't yeah. dive into well even more than that like like the so the world that he goes into and in in the book when he when he goes into this world there's there's the free world where everybody can go the school kids go to school there uh, you know, there's a lot of things there, but then in order to go to some of these other worlds, like when they show those other worlds, oh, you I actually see, need yeah. money to go mm-hmm. there. So he can't ever really go there. Like they kind of touched on it when when he was in the race, and he's, mm-hmm. you know, he 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 didn't have enough Grounding gas. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of the thing that they that he has to do just to get to the other worlds. Like this, it's so limitless, but you can't go to that world because you you have to still be able to afford it. So I think they they missed out on that, you know, because it gives you a motivation of why everybody would be so sucked in. Because uh, if you have everything all all the time, all at once, you get tired of it real fast. So you yeah. so you kind of had a they kind of needed to show that a little more, I think. But again, it's a movie, and I know they have to move things along, so it's a little hard to 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 give you know to yeah to give that create that whole world, but. But yeah, that that aspect was a little d- disappointing too. But yeah, but well, as someone yeah. who hadn't read the books and just going in blind, you know, it, it, it the books, just the one, yeah, um, the one book. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, I really I did enjoy it. I I think it was a lot of fun. I'm sure that when it comes out on uh, Amazon, we'll we'll buy it and have, you know yeah. have a movie night. But um, but yeah, yeah, you know, we'll see. I actually was I don't know if it was just because. I was getting what I was expecting out of this movie yeah. that I was actually more hype about Tomb Raider when I left the theater than I was about Ready Player One because Tomb Raider to me was a little more surprising in how much I liked it. And I was just kind of like, Oh, I really like what they did there. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that was a little interesting, even though I did really enjoy Ready Player One too. I'm, I'm certainly not bashing it. I dig it. Yeah, no, that that happens sometimes. You you think one movie is going to be the the movie to be all movies, and then it turns out to be you know some little small film that you didn't even really know about. You know, mm-hmm. it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. To speak with speaking a small film that that segues right into a quiet place. Um, yes, yes, the one that I initially thought was about people, a family who couldn't <laughs> uh, uh, hear. <laughs> so sorry about that misinformation. I was. 
misinformed. <laughs> but, I mean, it wasn't far off because I didn't even get that idea from the original trailer. But there is a character in the movie that can't hear. Like that's yes, that's part yeah. of the and and they, you know, this movie does such a great job of playing with sound. Um, that mm-hmm. that uh, I I saw the movie. Uh, I was. I think I was alone in the theater for most of it, or, or at some point that somebody else was there. The only and the only reason I knew that is because <laughs> I heard. Creepier. I know, yeah, it, it was, was a little. Yeah, I'm so used to seeing movies by myself in a theater. It's like, but it, but it, it was somebody eating popcorn. That crunch, you know, literally oh, no, yeah. was like, you know, that might as well have echoed around the, <laughs> the auditorium because it's, it's so funny. quiet. You know, the movie is just so super quiet. Um, but and now I'm curious because I've heard some I heard some weird backlash uh, from the deaf community. Well, I, not that I interviewed the deaf community, but I mean from from articles mm-hmm. that I saw where I, I there there is a, a part of the movie that deals with the ocular uh, implant, mm-hmm. and some people felt like this was a movie almost like a pro ocular implant. Um, Oh my god! I know, really? yeah, like, exactly, right? Like okay. taking a political stance, or or people get offended know, not by political it. stance, but like you know, yeah, everything just know offends word. everybody. They spoke, you yeah. know, like and people just get really sensitive to things, and then they 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 start writing or uh, their blog. Yeah. But I think in this particular situation, it would make sense for that to be a theme, just because sound is so important that you know the father is just trying to do anything he can to help protect his kids. And in this world, that includes, you know, yeah, trying for any sort of of leg up, you know. In, and she didn't want apartment. it clearly because she kept fighting it at first, mm-hmm. you know. Which well, I think she kept fighting it. My impression, I mean, I, I could be completely off, um, but my impression was she kept fighting it because she was angry that it wasn't working and like decided that this isn't working, you know, mm. we're wasting time and stop trying to fix me. It's just, this is how it is. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and he's just trying to, to be helpful. And I think she realized that too, um, later in the film, but she just, I, I felt like that was more of just a teenager tantrum. Like she didn't want anything to do with him. Like obviously for, for a bit of the film. Yeah, yeah. And that was a real challenging push and pull for her. Well, it was a nice setup. I mean, I, I didn't expect that opening sequence. It was a nice, oh, yeah. y- you know, setup for what was. I, th- I mean, I thought, I, I thought this was, you know, I didn't realize we were going to have any, any major changes, uh, you know, when it started like that. Um, yeah, so, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it was well. I, I, he did a great job with this film. Like we, it was well written, well, you know, well paced. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah I, I, I edge of my seat. I really enjoyed it. Um, but I do have, I know that we're kind of maybe tiptoeing around a few things, but I have to like talk about a spoiler. So yeah, if anybody okay. hasn't seen this and doesn't want a spoiler, warning is here. Okay. The only problem that I really have with this movie, and it's a big one, but I still really enjoy this movie. So I, I'm willing to set it aside. But my biggest problem is there is no goddamn way that nobody figured that shit out. Like, you're telling me that... Uh, something comes to earth and tracks by sound and we never try to use sound against it. Like that's to me, that's just like, no, that, no, no, 
there's no way that this issue hadn't been resolved with our military or some science dudes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, I was trying to understand because it, um, nobody else could hear it, right? Wasn't that the whole thing? Like when she – when her earpiece starts doing that, that, mm-hmm. that feedback – yeah. Like the other people don't seem to notice like when she's with her brother, her brother didn't even seem to notice that that was happening. They're right. just kind of confused. But just because it was a sound wave that humans couldn't hear. And I mean, it was on her cause it was like in her little you know, yeah. machine doesn't mean it's just like dog whistles. You know, it's funny. You said, do- we- you said dog whistle. I was thinking that wouldn't that have been a funny scene. You just see people yeah. with dog whistles and everybody, you know, heads are blown well, That's up. exactly what I'm saying. I'm yeah. like, there's, no, it seems so obvious yeah, that yeah. I was like, I couldn't believe that that was what they were going to eventually end up, you know, doing because I'm like, this, you gotta be kidding me. Like with those, with the boards everywhere, like, what's the weakness? Yeah. Well, obviously, it's the most sensitive part of the thing. I mean, they open up their whole head to listen. You know <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I, that was my only problem. But again, if that problem had been solved, there wouldn't have been a movie. Yeah, and I'm happy yeah. we had a movie because it was wonderful. It was a wonderful movie. I just had to get that off my chest. Maybe, maybe it's almost like, you know, no way. the way they were doing it uh, is like, you know, how the environmentalists, if somebody came out with the sound waves, ah, shut up, yeah. you, you sound hippie, you know, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I know. I'm just saying, there's no way that that was. Now, I do believe that you know, maybe not all pockets of, if if communication had been broken down, maybe not all pockets of the world had heard about yeah. that yet. And so, I can also choose to believe that in this little rural, rural. That's always such a hard thing to I say. Know, rural, rural mm-hmm. portion of of where they are, they just hadn't gotten the memo. But then you would think that okay, well the areas that did figure it out would have been broadcasting. Yeah, so he was yeah. in his little basement area, constantly looking, checking off different, you know, countries looking for any kind of radio signals, any kind of SOS. Um, you would imagine that there would just be a repeat broadcast going, you know, well, hit the dog whistle. When I was watching that movie, get an air horn. Yeah. Something, <laughs> you know, all I was thinking of though, when I was watching that movie was, boy, I would have died like on the first day because I'm so clumsy like I oh just I knock things over all the time. It is it is ridiculous. So I I would never be able to catch things that were about to fall. I'd be you know I like I move now and like something falls down. You know like it. So so I would be like you know I would have been the first one out. You know that, my boyfriend that, was like oh my god I, we would both be dead because you, <laughs> because I snore at night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but he's like we we would die because you snore and I fart. And I'm just like yeah. oh my god. Yeah, how do you control? Yeah, how do you control that? Like you're not, you, you know, you, you, how can you be that vigilant? Oh, we're such a glamorous couple. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So glamorous, but yeah, no, I'm just like, yeah, no, we'd be dead. <laughs> well, you know what's funny too is it. So it's more spoilers, but you know, uh, she's pregnant, which I'm like, really? You, you know, you guys, you know, the. You know, you could pull out, you know, or something. Mean, like, <laughs> but, but I mean, Jesus Christ, you know, the, you know, the, yeah. you know, the dangers. You can bring a baby into a world where, you know, any, any slight noise, you think the baby's going to be like, okay, I got this. I get, I get what the world's like. And just kind of. Accidents happen. I know. Accidents I know. happen. <laughs> but oh my God, that was, that, that to me was like that scarier was stressful, than anything yeah. else. And, and, uh, the idea of, uh, you know, 
the baby being being uh submer you know put in that box with the oxygen yeah, with the oxygen, uh, that's yeah. such a scary idea but my boyfriend was like i thought it was gas to make it go to sleep <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. we're gonna knock the baby out yeah <laughs> you know, my kid wouldn't wake up if that's <laughs> oh, oh man too there you funny go. here's your nitrous oxide you know <laughs> too funny oh my goodness yeah no i was uh, it was so much fun i know we're, we're picking it apart because yeah. there are several things where you're just like eh but honestly like so good um really tense definitely yeah. edge of my seat i enjoyed it immensely. yeah you have to sp- yeah stuff like this it's like you have to just kind of let it go and just enjoy because it it's an experience more than anything else like yeah. that's that's what i was so like. happy i went and saw it in the theater because just because it was so it was a perfect film to just be totally zoned in on with a black environment and just yeah no interruptions no phone calls no nothing you know yep yeah no it was it was well done so I really liked it, and uh, I think the the only other well, there was so many so many things that have come and gone movie wise. I mean, I can't even remember what the yeah, last. I missed one. a bunch actually. I was bummed I didn't. Well, I, it might still be playing like around here, but I still I don't know if I'm gonna get a chance to see it. Is Pacific Rim two? Oh yeah, I missed that too. I would yeah. I would like to see that. Yeah, it's odd because I feel like it just kind of came and went, and it was another big movie like that that kind of well. Actually, I don't even know if it was a big movie, but I, I remember everyone was talking about Annihilation was going to be a big thing. Oh, that. yeah. I, I actually really did want to see that one, too, and I missed it in theaters. Yeah, I, kinda, I already saw there, it on... There was a lot that I, I know I'm going to have to keep an eye out on Amazon for. Yeah, I think I think Annihilation comes out May 4th on Vudu. Oh, that's cool. And poor Jen, you know, she's missed a lot of movies this year, and she's, you know, she wanted to see Black Panther. She never got to see it, so unfortunately, oh, no. I thought they would have released it at least before this movie, but it comes out, I think, May 5th. So, which did is... Did you just say 5th? Yeah. What did I say, 5th? Did I say it weird? No, you said F-I-F-T. <laughs> oh, my God. 5th. It's late. May 5th. Yeah. It's late. Yeah. <laughs> find my New yeah, Yorker. There's been great TV lately. Um, Billions is back on. I don't even know why I watch that show because it's like everybody's a bad guy, but it, it is you know dramatic and mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Um, Homeland is on, and that's that's been pretty cool this season. Um, Legion season two. Everybody knows my feelings on that. The yeah, show yeah. on, like <laughs> it's so amazing. Um, what else? I feel- oh, and then Walking Dead just wrapped. Yeah, Walking Dead just wrapped, which which like we were talking earlier. Spoilers again. Yeah, um, kind of glad. I I didn't know what what, what they were going to do because I I don't want to see I didn't want to see Negan go in a way, but at mm-hmm. the same time I didn't want to see the war continue either. It was just yeah, it had to it had to stop, you know. So, yeah. And th- this is the thing again. I, I like where it went. I like the the Rick choosing life, um, you know, and kind of deciding like. We've got to we've got to build. We've got to be the builders. And I, I love the idea of having Negan imprisoned and showing yeah. like we're better. You know, we're better than this. I I came into this world a cop. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. law enforcement. You know, um, and and this is where we are now. And I I can't wait to see them rebuild in the next seasons with a new showrunner and a new tone. My only issue is that and we were talking about this before as well. The second half of the season almost felt unnecessary just because it was hammering the same point over and over and over. Like it was all just dealing with Carl's death, which I don't want to say it just as though that's like a light thing to handle or or anything. Um, But it, it did feel like almost 
one episode that was just so drawn out. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it made it really tough to care. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I am excited about a new season with a new direction, um, depending on where they go and we'll see, but, uh, and I'm, I'm happy Negan's going to be around. I'm happy, you know, Michonne's still around. Really, she's the only yeah. I thought I was almost. I was. Him. I almost thought she was for sure going to be a goner. Like I was. I was trying to figure out who we were going to lose. You know, yeah. And that's funny too. You know, I had to rewind a couple of times to figure out what happened at the end. Like when when uh, uh, all the guns exploded. I thought. Oh yeah. I thought for a second somebody was shooting at them. Like I'm like, wait, what's oh, happening? Oh no, no, no! I mean, I definitely I called that. I called that. I was like, no, he's gonna, he's gonna do something, and not so much so that he's like a, such a stand-up guy, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you could tell the way he was acting, especially when Gabriel started to run away, and he was like, "You need to trust in the situation," or whatever phrase he said. I don't remember, but he's like, "You need to, you know." Yeah. I want you there. I want you to see it. Like I knew he wanted him there for a reason. I knew that he wanted him to come back for a reason. Um, and yeah, yeah. You know, I do want to yeah. I do want to say something about that show. Is I'd like I'd like to address the cinematographer. Um, for Christ's sake, please light the show so that I can see what's happening. Because <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if it's just me, but man, there are times where I'm like, I don't know, I can't see, I can't see anything, I can't see what just really? happened, and I rewind oh. it, and I'm like, I'm trying, like it, I'm talking about just more of the dark scenes, like when it's during the daytime, I'm like, okay, good, we're we're all right, but. Mm-hmm. I, I've noticed that uh, I think it was game was a Game of Thrones as well that did that where it's something about you know the, they're not using as much lighting as they used to or they were you know they're using very realistic dark lighting and it just mm-hmm. it it you really have a hard time look seeing the blocking of a scene because you especially when it's a fast action sequence like I, it took me a while to realize what it when when uh, Carl when was evacuating uh, um, the whole town. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see half of what was happening. Like I kept, I kept rewinding and looking, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was like it's, it's horrible. I'm like, I and a lot of shows do that, so it's driving me nuts. So yeah, I love the realism, but you know, remember this is on TV, guys. You know, we're not <laughs> we're not there on set. You know, we need to see what's going on That's on the funny. camera. But yeah, no, but I uh, uh, I I look forward to seeing. I I you know the one show I I never got into, and I I felt like. The jumping on point probably would have been uh, this one was the the prequel or the sequel series. Yeah, Fear the Walking Dead. I mean, how's that been since? Uh... I only saw the first season. Oh, so oh, really? So you haven't? You're yeah. not up to date? Okay. I for the longest time I was DVRing it, and man, it just filled up my DVR forever. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I gotta let it go. I gotta, mm. I gotta let it go. I'm just never gonna catch up on this show. So I think eventually, you know, I mean, I may Netflix it or Amazon, you know, or something. Um, it's almost like you have to just, sit down with your DVR. Well, DVR, yeah. we need to talk. Yeah. I know you've well, been you're recording. Like 98% full and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, Westworld coming out or something. You're like, okay, I've got to have priorities here. You know, yeah. which I don't actually DVR Westworld since I, we have HBO, but still. Still, you still, have, well, still. sometimes you still have to because, well, now they've gotten better, but. It used to be you couldn't watch it day of unless Yeah. Oh, my God. It. That would drive me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. There are actually things on HBO at DVR because I don't want to have to wait 
And are they better about it now? I haven't checked. Yeah, I, I noticed VR, it. Like John Oliver. I think it's with ever because they used to wait for the West Coast feed to air, and ah. now they don't do ah, that. Ah, so, that makes sense. Yeah, so ever since you that, funny, I think yeah. I figured that out a long time ago, and <laughs> I kind of forgot that I figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Now I, that you mention it, I remember when I was in California, I I had gotten Direct TV just because you could get the East Coast feeds <laughs> of shows. That's awesome. And I was so excited that I could watch like an eight o'clock show at like five, you know. <laughs> yes. Oh, have so much time left in your day. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's so funny. It's such a weird reason to get direct TV. No, but. no, I understand. We're we're those people. We're yeah. Those cinema people. Yes, that is true. And that being said, I think so. I, I think next time we talk, it's going to be. Uh, yes. Avengers Palooza. Yeah, all Avengers <laughs> all the time. And I mean, I'm excited about Avengers. I'm 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 getting there with Han Solo. I'm still I'm still shocked that it's coming out because for some reason, yeah. I thought it wasn't coming out till next summer. So I love nice surprise. love 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 the just drop a couple trailers a couple months before the movie and then just watch the movie. I am so sick yeah. of the year or two long build up. No, I don't mind a tra- like a teaser when they start, you know, and it's just like a coming in 2019, you know, mm-hmm. the next Star Wars, whatever. Like, that's fine. But don't show me full on trailers for a year and a half because that will burn me out. Yeah. And that almost, I mean, that's that's kind of what happened with Ready Player One. I wonder if I'd only seen a couple trailers right before I went in, if I hadn't already had that kind of fatigue that you get when you're just like, oh, just come on already. Yeah, because you know? <laughs> yeah, there's so many movies that I think would benefit from not knowing anything about and you just kind of show yeah. up like this. Do you remember when Planet of the Apes did that? Oh, yeah, yeah. And just like appeared and you're just like, wait, what? What's happening this weekend? Yeah. You know what I mean? And you, and you remember it was How like... How did they keep this a secret? This had so much pre-production, so much post-production. Yeah, and they James Franco was in it. Years. And you're yes. like, how's James Franco in this movie? Like, you, <laughs> I didn't hear anything about, you know, it's like weird. Yes, yeah. I love it when they do that. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah. So happy with that. Yes. Yeah. I thought there was something else that just did that too, and I don't remember what it is. Like, oh, oh, I, you know what I'm thinking of, but I, I guess it wasn't as successful. It was the Cloverfield movie. Oh, yeah, I didn't watch that one yet. I did hear that it was not very successful, but yeah. I will watch it. I know it's on Netflix. Oh, and Lost in Space came out on Yeah, Netflix. I got to I gotta watch it. You just remind me, in saying Lost in Space, I got to watch that, but also they released a Spy Kids cartoon TV show on Netflix. Oh, wow. And and so I, I showed Xavier, the, we watched the first episode, and he is was... Is it Troublemaker Studios? Um, I, you know what? I, that's what it says. Robert Rodriguez is the executive producer, but it's it's mm. just says Netflix. It didn't say... Interesting. Yeah. But I don't know how involved he is if he's just because he didn't write any of it. And ah. no, it's nobody's voices, but they, they really tried hard to make make them all sound like and look like them so um, well speaking of spy kids <laughs> <uh-oh>. <laughs> have you have you seen antonio banderas's new thing where he's picasso oh is that on hbo or what is that i don't know where it is yet but yeah. i just saw an I... interview with him that made me absolutely excited 
for this movie. And yeah. I, I don't, I'm not sure what platform it's on. I'll have to find that out. But yeah, I saw, I'm I saw the trailer. I saw the trail, not the trail. I guess it was a commercial, but it was. That's why I think it was in HBO because I thought it was embedded in one of their promos, like with mm. other stuff. And then mm-hmm. I had looked into it, but yeah, I mean, I'm very interested in that too, just because it. He seems like the right choice, you know. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited about that. Yeah. Didn't you know uh, Anthony Hopkins him. play Picasso in a movie? Um, no, it doesn't matter. It. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just it weird, matter. weird combo that they would. Because uh, wasn't he? He played. Uh, he was in Zorro with. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I'm so done with him. I know that sounds awful. It sounds so bad. I guess I he's know. not coming back to uh, Westworld, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, I actually did enjoy him on Westworld. That was actually one of the few things that I've seen him in recently that I felt like it worked because uh, most of the time when I see him now, I just feel like he's not even trying to act. He's just saying lines yeah. as himself. Yeah, he's yeah. just like, hey, I'm here for the paycheck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but in Westworld, my... I, I actually, I, I, I don't know if he was trying any harder. I just, you know. Yeah. I, I like the whole feel of it. But yeah, I'm excited for this season too. The first episode was good. Yeah. Yeah, and I did read uh, spoilers again. I, I, so I was reading a synopsis just to refresh myself. I didn't realize uh, it was pointed out in the synopsis that uh, James Marsden's character was one of the characters floating in the water. Yes. I, yes. I didn't, I didn't realize that at the end of the episode. So. Yes. Well, you had made a good, a cool comment to me earlier about this, where you, you know, you feel like you'd been burned in the last season, not knowing. You know, what having having period, have yeah. like a time frame switch up, you know, where there there are two different things, two different timelines happening, but you don't realize how far apart those timelines yeah. really are. <laughs> yeah, and I think and they're then, gonna do something where you're gonna think something was happening in the future or vice versa mm-hmm. and it's actually happening in the past or in the future, you know. Yeah. And I saw in the commercial, you know, when they show the this season I saw yeah. uh, the actor who played uh, Ed Harris, Young, uh, yeah. is going to be in an episode. So, mm-hmm. which I, I mean, there's a lot of questions too. I, I like I like that idea because I I also want to know what happened to his brother-in-law. You know, like <laughs> he just kind of yeah. rolled off naked into <laughs> yeah. the. <laughs> yeah, it's not funny. So yeah, you know, yeah, it, it's it's a good show. I I like it. I don't know if I could ever put the time in to watch the first season again even though i liked it a lot i just it, there's just too much stuff to watch i think you know at a different time less less yeah. uh less yeah that's, things. that's the challenging thing it's really hard to find time um there there's so much good stuff out there right now you yeah. know i mean and because we're people that also enjoy both movies, TV, video games. There's so much media for us to enjoy. It you, you kind of have to pick and choose your battles, and so. Um, and what's know, with them but, thinking we're all like Rain Man, you know, memory people, or like, uh, <laughs> or like Costco counters at the end of the, uh, you, you know, what you didn't, you know, like they do the little recaps at the beginning of each episode they, for the most pertinent information. Like, remember this happened twenty seven episodes ago. <laughs> I have to say, they only started to do that lately on Netflix because, I mean. You know, House of Cards really just said, you know, go fuck yourself. You know, like when it would start, <laughs> like it, if you didn't remember what had happened last season, you know, oh, it, it didn't matter. Like it, because there was never yeah. a recap. I guess I think it is because uh, I'm glad that they started to do it, but 
with Netflix especially, they just expect you to re-binge everything. You're like, well, yeah. a new season's coming out. What do you mean? You haven't been spending the last three days binging all the other seasons? I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and especially since, you know, the problem with binging is you watch it all and then you have to wait like, you know, six months till it comes oh, on again. And then since last... Yeah, we're actually taking our time with Lost in Space. We're only a couple episodes in. Okay, yeah. Because then by the time you get to the next season... You're like, well, I watched it all in one day. I don't remember what happened that day. You know, there was a lot of material all all at once. Like, I don't remember, yeah. you know. So, yeah. I end up going, thankfully, people have no lives and write those little synopsises online. And yeah. that's what how I kind of remember and say, oh, okay, that's what that's what happened. Mm. But I just need Speaking of other people junk. doing stuff online, I have, I think we, we mentioned the how it should have ended. Um in a, in a previous podcast, but they just released um, an Infinity War uh, Villains Pub Deadpool, where all the villains in the Villains Pub on How It Should Have Ended uh, kind of are making guesses as to who's going to die in, or like how many people Thanos is going to kill, or you know, different oh, things like funny. this. And and it was really funny, and I would recommend it. Anybody who hasn't seen those, and it's I say he she. But it could be his he. Yeah. Uh, but it's how how it should have ended. And man, I just, that's just like top quality little nuggets of golden entertainment. As far as I'm concerned, I have such a good time with those. Yeah, those are a lot of fun. I mean, I I, I uh, there was something else he just reminded me too. I, I when you said that, uh, I, t- I told you I joined this thing. It's like the Back to the Future DeLorean. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Where you, they, <laughs> the DeLorean club. Yeah, the DeLorean club. Where you literally are building, like, I mean, it's a huge, like, one-eighth scale uh, uh, DeLorean that you're building. Yeah. Like, and, every month they send you a box that has another piece well, here, and some other paraphernalia. Here's the trick. Because the first, I got involved in it, and it was like, you know, the first box was like, a, I think it was like $1.99. They sent, like, you know, it was great. They sent me, like, a bunch of things, you know, gifts with it and all that so it's amazing the stuff that comes what they don't tell you is that they're going to send you like five issues at a time so when you when you when it's like supposed to be ten dollars per issue so next thing you know you're paying fifty dollars per month because they're sending you five different you know issues with five which is great i mean it'll be faster i just didn't expect you know, to be, to be, uh, uh, yeah. Wow. That's kind of <laughs> sneaky. So that was, that was a surprise. Jeez. But, uh, uh, the one I have to, I do have to say, it comes with a magazine and what's great about it is I, I would have gone crazy for this magazine in 1989 or when I was at my height of my back to the futureness, you know, where I, you know, lived and breathed back to the future before, you know, before I got back into, you know, when I got oxygen again or whatever happened to me. Yeah. But, uh, um, in here they have all of these, like, like, you know, they'll have some articles about the DeLorean, but then they'll have just like production diaries on, on the back to the future film. And the last couple of issues have focused on the Eric Stoltz cut of the movie. And there's a lot of photos it it still boggles my mind that this movie was completely shot with Eric Stoltz. Like it wasn't even like, yeah. you know, we shot two weeks and it's not working out. I mean, that, this was... that's still I keep forgetting that that happened. Like yeah. I remember that it that he was cast and everything, but I forget that it was the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, it was essentially it was the whole movie, and and so in one of these articles when they're going through, uh, you know, talking to the actors, 
This this is a quote from Leah Thompson. So she said, uh, uh, it was during after the table read. This is when she kind of knew think maybe things aren't going to work out really, or or maybe he's not the right choice. So she says, according to Thompson, Stoltz' process was working from the first read-through where he said, she says, we were sitting around laughing because the script was so funny, but Eric wasn't laughing. And I asked him why, and, uh. and he said, I think it's a tragedy, really. And then there was silence oh. in the room, and they said, why do you think it's a tragedy, Eric? And he said, well, think about it. My whole family remembers a past, and I, Marty, remember a completely different past. And then she says, it was a very sad thought, and it was quite correct, but inappropriate at the time. So the thought that he had after reading the Back to the Future script was almost complete sadness because he can't relate to the family that he's, the lives he's yeah. improved. No, yeah, which again is <laughs> a valid thought. And it's actually something I had even thought of, you know, watching it like, huh, that's weird. But I didn't like ponder it and make it, you know, depressing. But yeah, I do yeah. remember thinking that like, <laughs> yeah. Wow, they're going to have a whole different set of memories, you know, I know. and he's not even going to know. Well, and the way that I always thought of it was was it was going to be one of those things where, uh, and I, for, I forgot, I don't even know why I thought of it like this, like when that happened, is that your memory starts to alter because... Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I you remember know, thinking something like that, too. I think that's how I... How you justified it? it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you I got to bed that night. Did. Yeah, I think that's how we all, we all made that movie work. Uh, it's like maybe you'll have two sets of memories. But, <laughs> I just, it's just funny, the idea of the script read and ending and Eric Stoltz is like, I've got to be alone now. This is really, really depressing. Yeah, you know, like I you know. just read Schindler's List yeah. or something. I wonder, I mean, I'm sure that this information's out there. I'm sure there's articles or interviews or something. But like, was he really bitter or did he kind of understand that it wasn't well um he's the one that's blocked any of the footage from coming out so I, it sounds like he's pretty bitter <laughs> you know like oh, he's, okay, yeah because <laughs> yeah, I, I think originally the the reason they were holding off so long on a back to the future box set is they wanted to include more of the deleted scenes and maybe even the alternate version yeah. and i think they only ended up with like you know a kind of quick highlight reel um yeah but I, man, I would give anything to see that version of Back to the Future. I mean, I, I'm just so curious because because it, it's not even just his performance. I want to see everybody else's performance. Well, this is it, though. I mean, we're kind of in this scenario where Eric Stoltz has a set of memories that no one else shares. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you know, it's kind of poetic justice. Yeah. But oh, I would love to see that. Because and then and the frustrating thing too is you know you think about every I mean Christopher Lloyd had to redo almost all of his part, you know mm -hmm. after reshoot and and he had the most physical you know he did a lot of physical things yeah. and he had you know a lot of energy and his I mean in a way maybe it made it better because then you you really did it so now you can say okay you I can see fix what this works, performance see what, yeah. but yeah so. Interesting. Anyway, that's a uh, yeah. Uh, people are like, "What a Matrix, Back to the Future? What year is this?" <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's all good. This is what we do here. Nah. That's smash cuts. That's right. It fits in with <laughs> yeah. Fits in incorporated. Fits in with the Ready Player One theme as well. So there you go. Yep. Yep. But anyway, um, yeah. On that note, I guess we've, we've smashed all the cuts we can smash. And, uh, I'm gonna 
go smash some cheese. So. <laughs> see you next time. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.